Welcome to the Ross, L and Luke show. Although today, Luke's missing. So hopefully he'll be, he'll be joining us soon enough. Uh, and I'm wondering if I just get rid of the other two and call it the Ross show. <laughs> anyway, uh, joking aside, everyone has a dream inside them. But sometimes life feels harder than it should and we're left wondering why it's just not easier. Sometimes you feel on top of the world and other times you feel like the whole world is on top of you. Rosie blokes, we're dads and we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we have made a lot of mistakes and learnt a few things about life, love, relationships, communication and business. And we're here to share those with you. You may get three different perspectives or you may get one universal agreement. But whatever you take away from today, you can be guaranteed we enjoy delivering it to you. Al, how are you? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Awesome. In fact, you were the first one here today, so uh, I was. Yeah, I was expe- especially, especially, I was especially diligent today. Yeah, had a long weekend, uh, re- resuscitated from near death to, you know, ticking again, and uh, thought I'll get there early and be all ready to go. Excellent, excellent, and then uh, and then Luke's Luke's uh, Luke's AWOL, and uh, although he's on his way in now, and uh, and and uh, I'm late, so my apologies for that. So, uh, what would you like to share? So, you're just talking about you know from near death. To- oh, mate! So it's funny because you've got that bit about the the, the weight of the, the world on your shoulders. <laughs> I'm just feeling it at the moment. So, um, you know, understanding that it's. It's potentially part of a cycle. It's it's uh, it's certainly not the way things always will be. However, the last couple of weeks have just felt very weighty. And uh, last week I was moving out of an apartment just to add to all of that. Um, and uh, yeah, so that culminated with me getting uh, uh, driving driving down to Mount Martha after midnight Friday. Um, and definitely being a bit wobbly on the road. Like I got one of those cars that beeps and says, you know, drive a fatigue warning to, to remind me that I'm, I should stay awake. Um, yeah, then got up, went to the airport um, and, you know, just went, went again all day Saturday, but just hit the wall big time Saturday night, really hit the wall. Mm-hmm. So, And so then, you know, Sunday was an all day up there, up in Noosa, you know, all day just just resting and, and, uh, and, and relaxing and, and then Monday was good, you know. So yesterday there was a lot of that as well, but then back on the plane and back in the car and, mm-hmm. um, you know, back to reality. So um, there was that, you know, 24 hours or so of bliss, mm-hmm. um, which meant meant a partial recovery. Um, however, it's got, you know, for me, where I'm at now in life, it just, it's got me thinking again, like, okay, what what now? Mm-hmm. How, do I, how do I want things to look now? What what you know, what do I really want in my life? What, what, what commitments, um, pressures, etc. will I accept? And what, what do I want to just let go of? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. And that's the question you're asking yourself at the moment. Yeah. 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 It's always a good question though, I think. And I've been kind of the space I'm in at the moment, uh, the education, the conversation that's been around me, uh, and a lot of it's just kind of been going on for me, so it's just maybe it's just showing up in my world around me at the moment, which is um, kind of decluttering and going kind of more mm. minimalist mm. and just getting rid of stuff. Mm. You know, I've got so many projects at home that I wanted to start, and then the kids came along, 
So they kind of all got put on hold. Well, it's the and, biggest project you take on. Yeah, that's right. So now I've got a six and a seven-year-old, and most of those projects I haven't even looked at for, you know, six, seven years. So I'm kind of now going, well, I need to just start getting rid of stuff. Yep. Like, it's ridiculous to have these things, you know, taking up space in my life because yep. they take up space in my head, not just in my environment. Yep. Yep. You, know, you walk into a room and there's things there rather yep. than just clarity yep. in a room. Yep. You know, there's things in a room. Yep. So I'm looking at, yeah. No, I mean, they're things. These are things from your past, mm-hmm. which may or may not be relevant now. Yeah. But there, there will be energy attached to those things that is in your past and you may or may not want with you now. Mm. Um, I mean, look, moving out of an, even moving out of a finished apartment, you know, where a lot of it's not mine, it's still, there's still that opportunity to go through a lot of stuff. Now I got rid of a few bags, a few boxes, but I've still got too much crap. Mm. And, you know, and some of it, I've still got one box, which still has the tape, um, gaffer tape on it, mm-hmm. that I stuck on there around about May or June 1995. <laughs> <laughs> right. 23 years later. You, you've been pretty consistent holding on to that. 23 years later, I still have that box. Still, I have looked in it. and so the reason to the antique store? No, so I have looked in it and the reason why it's, I still haven't, Ditched it, ditched it is. Um, that's the one that's got most of my cards. and So I've got every birthday card, every Christmas card that's been given mm-hmm. to me since I, was, well, since I was keeping them as a kid. Yeah. And so, you know, now I know I've got the technology now. I can just go and scan it all, dump it to a disc and, you know, just, just increase my disc storage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, kind of, I'm confident that there's a process in there for me that's important for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is when, yeah. you know, so I picked up that box and moved it again. I'm, 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 you know, I'm relatively happy because, um, uh, I've moved my own self with or without family seven times in the last 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, if I include moving my mom and moving other people, I've definitely moved a house a year. Yeah. Plus in the last decade. Yeah. So, um, and it is moving a house, isn't it? It's not, you know, just moving a person. The majority it's, of those were the, were the whole house. house. The majority yeah. of those are the whole house. There was one year where I had the whole footy club came and they went, because we were moving 800 metres from back door to back door. <laughs> and the whole footy club yeah. came and they yeah. picked up some stuff and took it down the laneways to the new place. Awesome. So they helped me, you know. So, but yeah, no, so I've moved. Yeah, it's been in entire houses. The first time when, it, when all this started, um, we moved a whole house from Montmorency... Well, sorry, we moved the whole house from Coburg to Middle Park from a three-bedroom house to a two-bedroom be- two house. <laughs> and then we moved um, an entire house from Montmorency into Coburg. And we did all that in one weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what I meant, though, when we move a house, yeah. like we don't just move ourselves and just, you know, carry some stuff. Yeah. We have to move an entire house full of stuff. And I, and I acknowledge that. I'm saying not yeah, only yeah. that, I've moved other people's, which is, yeah, yeah. is another level of madness again. Yeah. So uh, no, I agree. I agree. It's it's we have so much stuff. We have so much stuff. And, yeah. But that's where I was going with that. That I've got a lot less. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so the upshot of moving, on average, moving somebody once every year is just having less stuff to move. Yeah. So I, you know, if I'd been organised, because I don't, I don't really like to plan and organise this stuff. I just like to let it unfold. Mm-hmm. Um. 
And it was funny because I'm at one stage on Friday, I'm sitting there going, ah, oh, shit, you know, I've just got so much stuff and I don't mm-hmm. have boxes. I've done anything I like preparing. So I took the first load to my mum. I was like, right, I know how I deal with this stuff. I just do something yeah. <laughs> and then I'll see what happens next. Get to my mum's and there's a whole pile of empty boxes. Beautiful, empty boxes, mm-hmm. bang, packed everything else on it. You know, so once I got going, you know, it was whatever it was, a 12, 12, 15 hour effort on my own. Yeah. Um, you know, I moved some pretty heavy items on my own too. Worked out how to get a bit of leverage, and mm-hmm. um, you know, including a king size bed and mattress last week. Yeah, on my own. That's which big. don't try, don't try that at home. No. <laughs> <laughs> so look, going on about it a bit, but man, it's it's in so many ways. It's uh, this this is this has been the, the the first move I've done of my own stuff by myself. Mm-hmm. So it's been all about me. Yeah. You know. So again, going to your point earlier and. Um, and just it, it's in a cycle where, where I've been very focused on the world around me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this time last year, I was very self-focused, mm-hmm. you know, in a positive way, not, not a negative way. However, I was very focused on my own development and growth. And, yeah. um, and, and I've been gradually getting broader and broader focused, which is my natural way. Mm-hmm. And the last few months has been ridiculous. Yeah. And I just I realized on the weekend how little self kind of self-nurturing how, how, how little rest I'm actually having now so yeah okay full on few few days really mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay <laughs> yes um, we're kind of talking about uh, about moving you know we're in no hurry right now but we are talking about moving um, and you know so naturally inside of that the conversation came up again uh, about, about uh, you know this, this stuff that we have and, and my parents are they're actually moving as well and they've got a lot of antique furniture Wow. You know, they've, they've come down from, you know, through the family. Wow. So it's, you know, a few generations it's been around for. So we're talking, you know, sort of 150-year-old-plus furniture. You know, yeah. some of it's like 400 years old. <laughs> and and the question's like, well, you know, what would you like, if any, of it? And that's a really great question because then it's like, well, you know, it's kind of like a, an ancestral heirloom, but at the same time, is it is the furniture relevant to modern lifestyle? And I'm not sure I have the answer to that yet, Um, but uh, there might be a couple of pieces that might hang on to. Um, But then my wife likes modern rather than you know the antique stuff. So you know what you know if we're going to have a house that looks modern, would we have one room that's that's you know dedicated to that kind of thing? I guess they're just you know first world uh, (laughs) first world questions that we're asking and. And maybe it's, hey, maybe we just get rid of all of that. Do our next generation a favor and go, well, I don't want any of it mm. because then I'm hanging on to things for what purpose? Mm. You know, what is the purpose of hanging on to something that's been in the family for generations? Mm. You know, is it just this notion of, um, I don't know. You know it, but there's this, know yeah, there's this kind of thing <clears throat> that, that's there for a lot of us. Uh, I know it's certainly there for me about, it's well it's been in the family it should probably stay in the family but <laughs> for what purpose when we mm. really think about it for what purpose mm. and there's you know I'm just then going to be carting it from one place to another and having to spend lots of money to look after it to get it mm-hmm. carted properly so it doesn't get broken because mm-hmm. it's got value and mm-hmm. yeah well and, and I think again what is actually attached to that energetically um, you know and, and, and again this might be a question that a lot of people are scratching their heads what, what am I even talking about and I I just I feel like we, <clears throat> you know, we we not only inherit 
physical stuff when, when we inherit that stuff we mm-hmm. inherit whatever is attached to that energetically whatever whatever experiences happened around it or in its presence or you know mm-hmm. I, and I don't know how it works and I don't know if there's any scientific description however um, I don't think we just accept the thing I think we accept every thing that goes with that thing yeah um, and you know I mean if you want to use a more pointed example you know what about the, the, the dudes that passed down you know ancient rifles or guns I mean you know you, you mm-hmm. know you've mm-hmm. got a, an instrument that's designed for death Mm, yeah. Even if it's sport, <laughs> yeah. um, what are you passing on mm. when you're passing that on? So that's just the extreme example, but I really think everything's the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, okay. yeah, I, I think you nailed it. What, what, what do you want to hand on to your kids? Mm. Yeah, and, and maybe freeing them because mm. modern society is just getting way down with so much stuff. Mm. Um, I don't want to call it junk. But so I think stuff is probably a really great mm. example. Like mm. it's, and how useful is it? Like how much of this stuff do we need? Like it's, a lot of people talk about if you haven't used it in six months, throw it out. Which kind of gets a bit tricky when summer only comes around, you know, uh, sort of nine months apart, and you get your summer clothes, you're throwing them out. You go, oh, it's summer. Oh, oh, hang on, I threw all those clothes out. So maybe it's twelve months. Yeah, if you haven't used something in twelve months, but the freer we are, the easier it is. Yeah. Um, I've been through my wardrobe. Um, I haven't got through all of it. I've got a, I've got a mountain of t-shirts there. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them have, have been gifts as well. And I'm going to have to go through all that, you know, I yeah. don't know, you know, and just start thinning that out, yeah. Yeah. making room for, you know, yeah. potentially for more gifts that, that, you know, people want to give me and just room in my cupboard. You know, if there's a t-shirt or a shirt or something that I want, I've got to dig through all this other stuff to get to it. And once again, stuff's probably the appropriate word. You know, mm. it's not rubbish. Um, people can use it, but do I need it all? Mm. Clearly, you know, I don't. You know, if I haven't used something for 12 months, the odds are I'm not going to use it for mm. several years. Mm. Yeah, well, I, and the clothes are an interesting one because I don't have a problem there. Mm. I've got one T-shirt from the late 90s, you know, which my, my old man was in Darwin, my mum, and there was some guy on the pier there painting T-shirts. And mm. um, so my dad threw something rock and roll at him and he came up with this interesting idea and yeah so I've kept that um, the painting's still there mm-hmm. um, you know so there's still a connection there um, other than that don't, don't, have, don't have anything that's older than a couple of years really yeah so um, so yeah interesting interesting when you mention that I guess for different people clothes will have more sentimental value than mm. than for others so yeah I do have a lot of ties which I don't wear so I guess there's something I'm still <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I myself cut down the number of ties I wear too. Um, I still got a lot of them there. Mm. There's a time where I used to wear a lot of ties. <laughs> so uh, especially when I was in the UK, they were I was paying you know, say like five pounds for a silk tie. Mm. So if I ever forgot my tie or you know I wasn't too fussed, I'd just go and buy a new one. Mm. Um, and I collected a lot of ties you know, over the couple of years that I was there. Yeah. Okay. So, um, is there anything else that you want to? To talk about or well I mean I, th- I think the big thing for me is and, and it's it's there in the, in the thread even with clothes and household effects and everything else is is being wary or being aware of, of what we're including in our life I mean that's that like it's it's all pervasive for me at the moment it's been forced to the fore for me um, but yeah so I went away so I now live with my with my phone perpetually having unread 
texts and instant messages, like perpetually now. Mm-hmm. I never yeah. catch up with all of them. And, you know, so I got to Noosa with however many unread texts. And then, you know, a couple of guys who keep, I feel like they keep checking on me, but I feel like they're also staying in touch with me for their benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, family, you know, and just, <laughs> none of the messages were serving me. None of them. None yeah. of them. I, that's not that's not true. One of the one of them was a phone message about seeing how I was doing. So I guess there wasn't a lot of that. However, I do know there'll be there'll be as as much or more about the other person and what's going on for them. Yeah. You know, and so no disrespect, it's just even that oh, I just wanted to see how you're doing and have a bit of a chat. I know what that means. It means I'm gonna be tapped into again for more support. Yeah. And there's one guy in particular, <laughs> you know. Kind of was calling me while I was moving, calling me when I there. In the end, I just texted him, mate, I've hit the wall, I'm knackered, I'm resting. Um, I'll call you, you know, when I'm back in Melbourne. And it was like, oh, fair enough. And I get three more messages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you just don't get it. Yeah. And, and I have fostered this behavior yeah. of, I, I don't switch off. You can have me anytime you like. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I'm probably harping from, from the perspective of a lot of people here, but I, it, it's blowing me away now how how much of other people's crap I appear to have accepted. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's it. We don't just do it with the stuff, like the physical stuff mm. in our, in our world. We do it everywhere. Mm. Um, you know, keeping uh, a long time ago, I just keep all my emails. I just archive them when, mm. I'm, when I'm done with them and I know that they're always going to be there, uh, which was useful, but I, I can't really remember how long it's been now since I really went back to any of them. Yeah. Certainly over, you know, a couple of months at most. Yeah. Um, you know, Google does a, a wonderful job of hanging on to them for me and I never have to see them again unless I ask for them. Yeah. Uh, which is which is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, you, you're talking about people in our lives, you know, like who you spend time with, what you're spending time with, yeah, where your energy is being spent. Um, you know, with emails is, is a you know is one big thing on its own. And what do we do fill our life with? You know, not just physically fill our life with, but time-wise, energy-wise, communication-wise, everything has an impact. Yeah. Uh, there's it does. The people you hang around with, you know, there's, there's that saying about the three people you hang around with most is your going to be your average income, I think, something like that. They say five, yeah. Five, is it? Okay, the five people you hang around with. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. So, in fact, the saying is something like, we become the average of the five people we spend the most time with in every way. Oh, in every way, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's because of everything that feeds your, you know, it's feeding your, your mind, mm. your environment that feeds your mind, the, the conversation that feeds your mind. Mm. If you want to improve yourself, you improve your conversation, mm. the conversations you have with yourself and with others. Mm. And that's why they say that if you want to... Um, better yourself you stop hanging around the people you're hanging around with and you look for better people to hang around with mm. um, but then of course they, they might be conscious about wanting to hang around with people who <laughs> don't have the kind of conversations that they want to be hanging around yes. so you've got to lift your conversation well and that that's a really good point so if we're going to accept to be simple simplistic about it we're going to accept someone in our life that is having lower level conversations and is, is around us because they want to have higher level conversations then we have to keep that bar raised Yes. And, and that's a really good point because I found that challenging too. Mm-hmm. Even 
I found myself quite horrified in one coaching situation where, you know, I got totally sucked into the other person's drama and mm. it was very clever the way they did it. Yeah. Because they actually involved a third person who was involving me in the drama. Right. Okay. Yeah. And just push one of those buttons for me and I just, and I, you know, and I, and I, and I realised later, I thought, yeah. no, this is not good enough. Mm. Not good enough for anybody, especially mm. not for me. And so... So do you have a solution for that now? Uh, so absolutely. So... Um, more than one, I would say. So one is, um, you know, to not allow. So if I'm in a, if I'm in a situation where someone is calling me their coach or someone's calling me their business support or their mentor or whatever they're calling me, yeah. then all, everything in their life, their stuff is theirs. Mm-hmm. Now, have I have I achieved this? Not yet. I still I still take on more of. The, the the result of the individual than they do sometimes. Yeah. And this was a problem I had as a real estate agent. I cared more about the result than the person owning property often. Okay. And you know, and then would go to the to 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 extremes of, of, of behavior to attempt to to get the best result, whatever that was. Yeah. Whatever that meant, you know. Um so I guess this is a repeating pattern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh I think most of our life is repeating patterns <laughs> till we yeah break through them. So you know, so the so the answer remains the same, and that is do not do not own someone else's outcomes any more than they do. In fact, ideally, don't own someone else's outcomes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's something that's interesting for me. I've got um, in in because I work as a coach. Obviously, I hear a lot of people's stories, mm. and I've got an option when I hear their story to either just say stop, this is a story, it's not going to serve you or me. And I can just be really blunt and kind of clear about that. The issue is that some people get value out of getting that story off mm. their chest. Mm. And it's then it's the trick. Well, now that I've heard the story, how do I have the next conversation mm. without buying into their beliefs? Because mm. what they've shared with me is not just something that happened to them. It's everything they believe about something that happened to them. So it's not even what happened. It's literally just their story, yep. their version of what happened. Yep. And and it's and it's so laced with emotion and and all of those things that you have to buy in. It's like, well, if you don't buy into what I'm saying, then you don't believe in me as a person. And you know, human. Kind of, yeah, yeah. There's kind of all this other yes. baggage that comes with their story. Yes. So yeah, so having to separate from okay, now I've heard your story, and that, that's horrible. That's horrible that that's how you you, you experienced that for you. Um, and I'm sorry that that was you know that happened for you that way. Um, and uh, what now? Mm. And just go to the what now? Yeah. Um, yep. Rather than yeah, rather than have a conversation about whether it was right, whether it was wrong, whether it was believed, or whether yep. or not. Yeah. Uh, although it is nice to just sometimes just go stop. That's a story. Okay, I'm not going to listen to your story. Um, I'm going to listen to you know what you're about and, and who you are as a person and what you're going to do now. That's what I want to hear from you. That's that's what inspires me about. So you. I've now got a client who rings me and says, oh, I'm just calling you as a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To get around that, that one. Yeah. I don't change. In fact, I'll probably get harder. When I hear that statement, I'll probably get harsher and less, I, I think less agree, emotional yeah. and, yeah. you know, and, and start right. to really, yeah. you know, friends call really out the bullshit. Stick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Also, so maybe you started to talk about your situation there and I, and I believe it's very pertinent then. So 
you and I do perform a similar role for, for different people in business. Mm, yep. And you're talking about either cutting off the story at the pass or, or letting the energy d- d- diminish and then redirecting. Mm-hmm. So what, how, how, you know, how, how do you, the biggest question for me is how do you not wear any of it yourself? How do you just, how do you wear that coat of Teflon or whatever it is? What is it you've got to just not absorb? Yeah, look, I don't think it's not absorb. I, I don't think I'm completely free from, okay. you know, I'm, I'm human and, and connection is a, is a big part of, of who yep. I am. Yep. So to, to be free from that once I've heard it is a challenge. Yep. You know, there's, no, there's no denying that. Yep. Um, I don't have a, a magical Teflon coat where it all just kind of, okay. you know, bounces off. Uh, but having the conversations that are higher conversations, right. you know, keeping the, having a conversation of, of possibility and the more often I do that, the better off I am. Right. If I'm just around story, story, story all day long, that takes its toll. Yeah. If I get to be around, even if I'm generating it, as long as I'm having higher level conversations that are about, you know, well, what's possible for the world? You know, what's possible for me? What's possible for you? What are we doing? What are we up to? That if there's more of that conversation, then that's the antidote to it, rather than the Teflon coat. Okay. And so with that is it fair then to say that if if someone's in Storyland and you're talking about you're you're drawing them towards the possibilities, but they keep wanting to go back to story, you just cut them loose and let them go eventually. As a client. Yep. Or as a client, yeah. as a friend, as a family yeah. member, as a whatever. Yeah, so... It's, so I'm talking about responsibility as the oldest son as well and the oldest brother and the oldest, you know, this and that, the other. I'm carrying the responsibility personally as well as professionally. Yeah, it's... I don't think it's a single answer for a yeah. single situation. Yeah. You know, I have... I've certainly let people go in my life. Yeah. You know, there's, there's absolutely no denying that. There's a lot of people in my life that... And they were amazing people. You know, yeah. I was... You know, many years ago, I was surrounded by, you know probably a hundred plus people that were really amazing people, like really top quality people. They were genuine. They were, you know, they care about you. There's a lot of really great people, but they weren't up to anything. And I want to be clear, there's no judgment. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the people around me. Yeah. And and, and if we want to take that line, I might be the one that's got everything wrong. It's just, (laughs) it doesn't serve me. It does not work for me to be around those people it does not work for me to hear what they've got to say it does not work for me to feel what they want me yeah. to feel yeah but this is me even you know not just people that are challenging to be around right. this is me walking away from people that are awesome to be around right so and I've cut loose from them right. I'm like you know what this is this is great I've really enjoyed you know as friends I've really enjoyed spending the time with you and I didn't have this as a one on one conversation with people I didn't you know I didn't really have this as a direct conversation it was just natural for me to spend less time with them yep. until a point where um, I literally just needed other other conversations in my life, um, you know, because they just weren't up to up to creating big stuff, right. uh, and I wanted to start creating big stuff, right. start making a difference. So I moved away from awesome people, not just people that are you know that are living in the story and they want to create drama and, and anybody okay. they can bring into their drama, you know. But there's for me, it's a it's a question like, can I support this person um, or not, and what's the cost to me? If the cost is unacceptable, then the answer is, well, you know, I've got to go. You know, I'm, I'm not going to allow myself to um, to live in story world just to support somebody else's story. Yeah. You know, if, I, if I cannot make an impact to someone, because 
some people are, are more attached to their story than they are to having the life of their dreams. Yeah. And and that's where you need to make a choice. You know, if I cannot impact this person in a, in a meaningful way that you know, allows me to continue to impact other lives positively, then I have to walk away. The impact isn't just that one person. The impact's much bigger. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. And unfortunately, sometimes I do come, you know, clients come to me because they want something, but it's more like I, I wish that I could have this life rather than I'm prepared to do something about it. <laughs> they go, oh, you know, that what you've said is, is incredible. I'd really love that. Great. Well, you know, what are you going to do about it? Mm. You know, well, you know, let's start coaching. Okay, great. And, uh, you know, um, but if they're not taking on the coaching because they're too attached to their, to their drama, it's more important <laughs> that I validate their drama than I actually create, a, you know, a result for them. Mate, yeah. I, the early conversations I have with my clients are about their vision for their life. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because even that's been shaken recently. I'm thinking, am I having the right conversation? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've realized I'm having the right conversation. I'm just having it with the wrong people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had someone haven't made it past the first meeting. Ah, look who's here. <laughs> hello. Hello, hello. Hey, welcome. How you going? <laughs> Good. All right. Sorry, I'm late. Kind of you to make me look a bit better. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm here. You are. There we go. Not completely AWOL. So, so yeah, so that, uh, that, um, uh, that, that, what you're saying there about, you know, people and, and having to kind of let them go, like, yeah. I think it's really important. And, yeah. and when you first, when you do sit down with a client, I think if, if you're going to separate ways, it normally happens pretty quick. Yeah. Like you're, you're really clear that there's that you're creating this you know this dream for them and yeah. and they're just not really up for it. They're up to yeah. you know drama is more important. They yeah. they wish that they had yeah. an amazing life, but you know the thought of having to do anything about it versus yeah. just you know pull someone else into their drama. Mm. Well, that might be a good question for Luke then. Mm, it's kind of interesting the, that I've dropped into. Having, Actually, it's quite quite applicable. Having the life that we want. Yeah. Are there, is there anybody, we talked about hustle a few weeks ago. Is there anyone on this planet that, that grows up in and then inherits a, a, an amazing life? Or, or is it on every one of us to create that amazing life for ourselves? Oh, gosh, deep. That was a big question, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I think, yeah, it's up to us to create that amazing life, but it's up to us to determine, you know, what that looks like as well. You know, so we can't even create it for our kids or for anybody else? Oh, I think we can give people, we can kind of create it for our kids, but we still got to let them choose for themselves right. at some point. There's got to be a point where it's like, well, now, you know, what are you up to? Right. Like, well, we've kind of chosen learn, stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, we've chosen stuff to kind of show you how, how to have a go at it, but the you've got to start choosing for yourself. Yeah, at, at some point, the less, from a kid perspective too, at some point, the less we get involved, the, you know, the faster they'll learn, you know, um, you know, that old adage that, the faster you can make mistakes, the better off you'll be. Mm, yep. Do them younger, you know, your risk tolerance is high, you're going to learn a lot quicker. So, uh, but in saying that, I had an interesting meeting just an hour ago with a guy. And after I left, I was in the lift, had a conversation with you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, it dawned on me, it doesn't matter what position or amount of money you have, we all still have the same problems. Now, his mm-hmm, problem mm-hmm just had more zeros yep. behind it, right? Yep. He's like, where do I put my money for advertising? And I'm like, well, you know, so he was on the fence, yeah? He was sort of, and sometimes I get paralyzed in life. Yeah. 
And I'm like, I'm so blessed that I have, you know, I have the knowledge that I do. Yeah. Um, and my budget's a lot smaller. Yeah. But I can get away with it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm nimble. Oh, mm-hmm. mate, I couldn't get out of there fast enough, you know, after that insight. <laughs> It was just amazing to see that. That wasn't my office, was it? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't actually. But he's about to launch a, launch a franchise like model. So, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. oh, wow. A lot of work. Um, yeah, and his background is marketing. So we're just talking all things, you know, where where is it moving to? You know, where are we going to get the best bang for our buck? So his background's marketing. He was asking that question. Mm. Mm, okay. So that was interesting. Yeah. And he said, look, I'd love to take you out for a coffee. And I was like, mm. okay, well, I'm here to measure, like, you know, for a sign mm. consult. For his office, but it sort of turned mm. that way, and mm. I think we just sort of again had that sort of deeper connection. But mm. you know, he, he's got an advertising budget of 50, 50k a month, mm-hmm. you know, where I might max out at five, yep. but I'm willing to spread that around, you know, yep. Insta, Facebook. I'm willing to take certain risks, and um, it was just amazing that we're you know, we can both be paralyzed. And, and at one yep. point, even with that five grand budget, I was just like him, yep. paralyzed, mm. yeah, so. Do what I do, have no budget, no paralysis. Just, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and again, what, spend money? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, how do you, and you do want to know you're getting the best, you know, back for your buck return on investment. But mm. I think it comes down to just like action as well, you know, like just, mm-hmm. you got to learn along the way. You got to um, test and measure. Yeah, 100%. So it's, it's, it's all in the yeah. doing there. So, yeah, if you don't know the answer, it's because you haven't made enough mistakes. But it's easy to be comfortable, right? Like I'm an employee, um, sort of up and leave, gave notice, you know, sort of last minute last week. Right. Um, and although it was something that was, I kind of felt in my gut something wasn't 110%. So it was a conversation that we we're going to have. And I suppose I just came into a conversation with you guys sort of breaking up, parting ways. So <laughs> yeah, am I right? Is that, you guys are talking about that. And we're not, but we're, no, talking, yeah, we're, talk, yeah. we're talking about sometimes it's, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So we were talking specifically that, that as you rocked in about clients. Yeah. So, you know, you, 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 client, you take on a client, you go, oh, you know, have a chat to them and they're really excited about what's possible for themselves and they, re, you know, they really see something. And then you start working with them and then you discover that they just don't want to, actually don't want to change. Hmm. Like they'd love it to be changed for them. But at what point do we continue... You know, as a as a coach or a, mm. a boss, employ, mm. employer, yep. Yep. to take that on and carry that. Because that's where the yeah, conversation that's, came. Yeah, that's the conversation. I'm, yeah. I'm, it started with I'm worn out because I'm carrying too much of this bullshit. Yeah, that's basically. It. I still take on way too much stuff that's not mine. Yeah, that vested interest kind of thing, yep. right? We we want to we're invested in the outcome. Yep. But it's all the stuff that goes with it that we take along the journey, which yep. is mm. you know, and, the, and does that make for an amazing life? Does you taking that on and helping people to a certain extent, um, you know, help improve their life? Does it improve your life? Fair question. We, we, we don't know. No. <laughs> so is, does it come full circle back to your, your vision and your mission as well and your goal in life? Like I've kind of gone off goals, but I'm big on sort of vision and mission. I think I've, for me personally, I've, I've lost that sort of way. So when, you know, when an employee up and sort of leaves and for whatever reason it was it was still I sort of lament on it and I'm like well cool so I can either it goes one or two ways yeah I can think about the situation uh, in so much that it helps me mm. or it doesn't mm. or I you know lament uh, get paralysed mm. stuck these are the feelings that are quite common mm. yeah yeah you've got to have a way to I think spot those things 
the stuff that comes up and gets in your way, to, to notice those. That's what will really help in this conversation. So for me, I kind of, I, I've been doing it for long enough now that I kind of get a sense when I work with someone. Like I can get a sense pretty early on and, and at different stages, really see if someone's prepared to take on who they are yeah. um, to make a difference. So whether or not they're pulling me down or whether I'm lifting them up, I get a, a sense for that. And so for yourselves and you know people listening, get a way of measuring what's pulling you down, lifting you up. Look for things. So if you know that if you have a conversation with someone and you stop taking action, look to see what kind of actions you're taking, whether you've stopped or not. Mm. Um, and whatever those measures are for you, because each person's got their own. You know, the, their own, you know, do you, are you in your head? Are you angry? Are you, you know, emotional? Are you distant? Um, whatever it is that for you is a sign that says that it's not working, mm. be clear about those. And if you have a conversation, you know, with people, with anyone that has the potential to knock you off track, then check in on whatever your measure yeah. is. You know, yeah. Are you angry? Are you emotional? Are you distant? Um, some people just get really talkative. Mm. So whatever your measure is. Yeah. yeah. And we're all entitled to an amazing life. And as mm. you say, oh, there's some things that, you know, drag you down and we don't mean to take it on. It's probably in our nature that we, you know, we want to help, right? And that's the byproduct of that, deciphering through that murkiness. Uh, and in the space where both of you guys are in, you, you know, you're in that, people looking to, to get ahead and progress and they're going to have they're going to have dips aren't they they're going to have lows and um, it does get murky it's a good word yeah yeah <laughs> and and I think I was listening to a podcast with Joe Rogan just last night and he said yeah look the, the murkiness of some people he says I just avoid it like the plague mm-hmm. yep. it's just complaining and you know mm-hmm. like and he goes it's not for everyone but he goes I just steer so clear of it mm-hmm. and he goes it's changed my life yeah. yeah, I don't need to get angry. I don't need to take on all this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like you're saying, you know, like I can see you need to eat right, sleep right. And like these are some fundamentals, yeah. but some people aren't willing to do that. Like mm-hmm. even just look after themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I just stay. I don't even, I'm not even there to give that advice. Yeah. I'm just, I'm over mm-hmm. here, you know. Yeah. And he, he, he like with, uh, like with your thinking and your thoughts and your ups and downs, he, he, he said it's like hunger it's like food yeah so you're hungry you eat so if you get sad that's what it is like acknowledge it you're gonna you're mm. gonna be happy again soon right you know yeah. he's like saying and i was like wow that's but, such a simple analogy not only that it's taking responsibility for it if you're hungry you eat yeah if you're sad you get happy yeah yeah, yeah. don't just wait for the, yeah. the meal to rock up and someone else feed you feed yeah. yourself and, figure out what makes you happy and do something about it figure yeah. out what what's not working and fix it. <clears throat> yeah. Well, even if it's not, just knowing that, it, as you said, it can sit with you for some time. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to necessarily have the answer straight away. Mm-hmm. And searching for the answer, you know, can waste a lot of energy too. So being okay for it to sit with you mm-hmm. and knowing that your trusty inner wisdom, divine intervention will, will give you the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important as well. So that's so trusting yourself. Mm. so it's a big part of it and that's what I've been going through for me close the circle like you know for the whole for a a week Mm. yeah I trust myself I see those insights I'm not busy enough to be looking outside of me for the answers so much that I'm missing out on all the other Mm -hmm. things that I have like the conversation I have with a guy today Mm. great Mm. 
He's got expertise. I've got expertise. Let's let's do business. It could be anything. Mm. Yeah. So, so that I'm thankful for. That I'm grateful for. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I can control. That's what I can. I can change. I can use. I can do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, um, I think we're uh, we're done for today. It's 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 <laughs> been one for me. Yeah. Look, it's it's been really great. I think to be able to have uh, three perspectives on what it's like dealing with people in your life. And some people are really close to us. Like we've been talking a lot in a business perspective, but we're also, you know, this also applies to people, close people in our lives. Mm. Just noticing that there are people in your life that you're probably not going to separate from, you know, like close family relations and being aware of the impact of the conversations with those people on you. Mm. For me, the, the, the best thing is, to be really straight about just asking them a question, are you going to do anything about that? You know, are you going to take responsibility for changing that or are you just here to share that with me? Yeah, do you want to, are you going to change it or are you just going to share it with me? Mm. Um, mm. And it's getting really clear because we don't have to take it on. Mm. No matter how close they are as a family member or anything like that, we don't have to take it on and solve it. Um, just getting, and, but helping them to be clear why they're sharing it with you. Mm. Yep. Mm. Just, hey, why is that? Awesome. Cool. Thanks, guys. Have a have a great week. Thank and uh, we look forward to catching up again soon. Enjoy. Cheers. Cheers, Ross. Cheers, yeah. Luke. <laughs>